New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, my name is Steve Austin. I am bringing you today's podcast from the NIV version of the Bible. We will be looking at Proverbs 21 verses 17 through 31. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. The wicked become a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. The proud and arrogant person, mocker is his name, behaves with insolent fury. The craving of the sluggard will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. All day long he craves for more, but the righteous give without sparing. The sacrifice of the wicked is detestable, how much more so when brought with evil intent. A false witness will perish, but a careful listener will testify successfully. The wicked put up a bold front, but the upright give thought to their ways. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Okay, so now I will read each verse and give a very short thought to each one of these verses as we break these down. Verse 17, whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. Why will those who love pleasure become poor and those who love wine and olive oil never be rich? Well, because loving pleasure and the finer things in life can become a distraction which have a tendency to consume us. This verse also infers about a person who is more interested in things of the flesh than things of the spirit. Fleshly indulgence is expensive. Therefore, to give oneself over to this lifestyle means there is the potential to become both poor concerning finances and spiritually bankrupt at the same time. Verse 18, the wicked become a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Ransom literally means released. So the wicked end up being released to or ruled over by the righteous and the unfaithful to the upright. The takeaway from this verse is simply that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. As we are entrusted with more responsibility within his ultimate agendas, he maneuvers, he ransoms, he releases those who are not into the care of those who are. Verse 19, 
Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Listen, guys, <laughs> your life would be better living in the desert and lonely, hot, scorched from the sun, having sand in your teeth, dehydrated, lips cracking, skin peeling, and feet blistered, rather than to live in the finest home with a woman who argues and nags continually. I hope, guys, you are not experiencing such an existence in your home. This is what I found in my own home. When I do not honor, cherish, and selflessly serve my wife, listen, she can become a, a little difficult to live with. But did you catch the first part of that statement? As I treat her as Christ treats me, she will in turn ensure that I am well taken care of and create a safe inviting environment to live. The key is in how I treat her. Verse 20, the wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. This verse speaks to the difference between instant gratification and long-term satisfaction. The wise store up, they consider long-term vision, which helps them refrain from self-indulgence in the moment. The foolish only care about each moment that is in front of them. Having no thought and therefore making no preparation for the future, they simply gulp what they have down. Verse 21, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. The pursuit of righteousness and love produces the fruit of life, prosperity, and honor. So let's discuss real quick righteousness and love. So, we don't even have the capacity to be righteous within ourselves. Um, Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us that the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things, the heart of natural man. Jesus is our righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, God made him, Christ, who had no sin to be sins for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Our righteous is, righteousness is merited through the righteousness of Christ. He is our covenant representative. And here's what that means. He represents God's side of the covenant because he's perfect. He represents our side of the covenant because he was man. God offers us credit for the perfect life of our covenant representative. Christ represents us and we get the credit of being righteous because God looks at us through the lens of the sun. Now, that was righteousness. Let's talk about love. God is love, faith, hope, and love. And of course, we know the greatest of these is love. When love is present, faith and hope are certain to remain a steady friend to us. So as we pursue Christ and live in the truth of our identity in Christ, and as we seek God and allow his love to permeate our being, life prosperity and honor will be the natural overflow because we are living in the love of God and the righteousness of the one who has saved us. Verse 22, for who is wise can go up against a city of the mighty. One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. Think about how God granted favor to his people in the Old Testament Bible times when the Israelites fought against much larger and more equipped armies of other nations. He gave them wisdom and strategy, but he also confused armies and had them, in some cases, 
turned on each other and slew their very own army. Listen, when God is for us, no one can stand against us. I, I hope you heard that. When a person, a family, an organization, a country trust in a source of strength and power other than the Lord, God has a way of devising a plan for his wise and faithful followers to take on mighty odds of various kinds and walk away with victory. Verse 23, those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. We've all heard it said that God gives us two ears, two eyes, and one mouth so that we can watch, see, listen more than we speak. The tongue can bring life and hope, or it can bring death and destruction to those around us. Think about what you say and how you say it to the ones you do life with on a daily basis. Proverbs 25, 11 says, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Michelle and I have used a million teaching moments with our kids to teach them that when we have influence in another person's life, we should always be mindful and intentional to build them up so as to encourage, not discourage. Verse 24, the proud and arrogant person, mocker is his name, behaves with insolent fury. A proud and arrogant person has no need for God. They feel as though they are competent to orchestrate their own life apart from him. Considered mocker in this verse would be a self-made person in their own mind. This would mean that they turn a nose up or laugh or scoff scoff at the idea of needing God's influence, much less his salvation. Verse 25, the craving of a sluggard will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. All day long he craves more, but the righteous give without sparing. The sluggard in this verse is someone who is lazy, yet also has an appetite for the finer things in life. To seek after the finer things without disciplined work ethic means they must be acquired through other means besides an honest, hardworking lifestyle. Being consumed by their own lust, the cesspool continues to grow deeper and deeper. On the other hand, the righteous have a giving mentality and understand that all they have been given is from God. He owns it all anyway and therefore desire to share those blessings unsparingly. That was verse 25 and 26. 27, the sacrifice of the wicked is detestable, how much more so when brought with evil intent. In Old Testament times, a perfect spotless, unblemished lamb was brought to the priest to cover or atone for their sin. An unfit animal was no good. Why? Because it's easy to sacrifice a lame animal, but the perfect ones were required by God. There had to be a cost for the family. God was setting the stage for his perfect sacrifice in his son, and by letting families feel the cost of sacrificing their own best animals, he instilled within them the experiential knowledge of the cost for him to offer his only son. Such a much greater cost, of course, for him. To sacrifice with an impure motive may fool mankind, but it will never fool God. Verse 28. 
A false witness will perish, but a careful listener will testify successfully. This verse speaks to me about the difference between truth and lies. Truth stands the test of time and does not even hold the capacity to change no matter what pressures or circumstances come against it. Truth never changes. Lies, on the other hand, end up being found out and therefore a false witness will perish. Verse 29, the wicked put up a bold front, but the upright give thought to their ways. A person motivated by wickedness may appear to be bold, but it is only a front. The false boldness is a way to mask insecurities and deceitful activity. The strong front can also be a scare tactic to others as as they are fearful of challenging them. On the flip side, the upright remain within the boundaries of the Word of God and carefully give thought to the consequences for their actions. Verse 30, there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. God is the ultimate, all-knowing, all-powerful being. He holds all power, authority, and therefore any attempt from any source to challenge him always fails. Verse 31, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. No matter how much we prepare for any particular battle we face, ultimately the Lord is the one who gives us a win where victory is due. Again, his ultimate agendas are being played out exactly as as he already knows they will turn out, and his plan for the wins and losses are rooted in his will, not our ability. Again, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, and be sure and join in tomorrow for the next chapter of Proverbs. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.